beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show. I have 10 things to tell you as usual, and I am very eager to hear the 10 things you have to tell on today's topic because today's topic is all about birthdays and we all have them. This week, I am celebrating a milestone birthday. I am turning 40. 40. Oh my God. In some ways, I feel like I've been waiting my whole life for this. I cannot explain why. It just feels like all the 10 birthdays are huge, right? When you first enter double digits, my own daughter, she will turn 10 this year. Then when you turn 20, it really starts to feel like the beginning of adulthood. 30 is a big one for a lot of different reasons. And now here I am at 40, middle life if I'm lucky. And it's all the cliches that everyone says that it will be. Here's how today's topic is going to work, how we're going to make it interactive so that you can sit down with your own feelings about your age or your next or your last milestone birthday. I'm going to give my 10 thoughts around turning 40. It would be great if you could share your own feelings on whatever age you are. You can do this in a few ways. 
no matter if you're talking to a friend or writing in a journal, posting on social media, let's look at some of the basics of adult birthdays. Do you feel your age emotionally or in your body? Do you feel 30 or 40 or 50 or 60? What would your younger self think about where you are now? And what do you want for your older self? If you could do something now that would make your older self proud, or your younger self actually, what would that something be? I hope this is a fun topic for most of us and not a depressing one. Generally, I welcome birthdays, even if the number is a bit to swallow sometimes, but as they say, it's better than the alternative. I don't even mean that as a joke at all. We know too many people who would give anything to be living out these middle years, so I'm truly grateful to turn 40 this week, and I have open arms to the future. On that note, I'm just going to leap in with my 10 thoughts on turning 40, and again, I hope it resonates with you no matter what your age is, and also that it sends you to a friend or your journal with your own thoughts about birthdays and getting older. So 10 things to tell you about turning 40. Number one. People keep vaguely asking me if I'm okay with it. They ask it gently like they're afraid I'm going to lose it. It's such a question. Maybe I will start crying. But although I don't really feel 40 in my head, the short answer is that I am okay with it. Mostly, yes, I am good with turning 40. There's a few reasons why I'm not breaking down over it, at least not this second. The main reason is circumstantial. That is that most of the people that I love in the world are older than I am. My sister is nine years older than I am. My brother is seven years older. My spouse, my husband that I see every single day of my life, Jeff is 13 years older than I am. So he's an expert at milestone birthdays. Most of my girlfriends, actually not all of them, but most of them are a few years older than I am. Even my childhood friends that I grew up with, I was young for our grade, so most of them have already turned 40. I've celebrated a lot of 40s in the last few years. I am still the youngest adult in most of my circles, so I pretty much feel like it's time. We are here. It does not feel crazy to me to turn 40 right now. The other reason it feels fine to turn 40 is because things are going really well in my life at this moment. I had a harder time turning 37, not because of the number, but because 2016 was a hard year in our family, and I was going through a bunch of stuff then, and that made for a more emotional birthday. Seems like a lot of things are tied more to what's happening than to the number of candles on the cake. This can determine how we feel about our birthdays or our high school reunions or anniversaries, anything like that. These things that come up on the calendar, that come up no matter what, how doesn't matter how we feel about them, milestones or not, they can amplify how we feel about everything else. If we let them, they can be a chance to take stock of where we are, where our relationships are, our careers, our expectations. And if you're mostly happy with those things, then they feel less eventful, maybe, than if you're unhappy in some way, and then that makes this thing on the calendar loom a little bit. At least that's how it's been for me. And not that everything's perfect by any means, but right now things feel mostly good to me. And so therefore having a big birthday feels great this year. Number two, I will say that pretty much 
everything people say about turning 40 is turning out to be true. Go figure. Cliches are rooted in some kind of truth. The biggest one that I've given a lot of thought to over the last few months as this birthday has approached is that in your 40s, supposedly, you care less about what people think. I remember hearing this when I was younger, the promise that when you grow older, you will care less what people think. And I didn't used to believe it. First of all, when I was very young, I actually didn't care much what people thought anyway. That was a gift to myself when I was younger. But then as I got older into my late 20s, early 30s, when I heard the 40s cliche that I would soon start caring less about what people thought, that actually did not appeal to me. I didn't want to be one of those people who didn't care what others thought and just said whatever came out of their mouth or who had one of those take me or leave me personalities. Like that just, none of that appeals to me. I didn't want to be like that. But I misunderstood what was meant by caring less about what people think. It doesn't mean I suddenly have a really brash personality, nor does it mean that I have to become rude or teenagery, like, I don't care what you think. That is not how this has unfolded at all. What it has meant for me as I've come through these last years of my 30s, which are kind of hard years for lots of different reasons, but the caring less hasn't been a negative. I wish we could change the phrase from caring less what people think to caring more about what I think. The scales have just tipped. What I think matters to me more than what other people think. And that just hasn't always been the case. Like most women, I've spent a lot of my 30s, especially, letting other people's thoughts and feelings be more important than my own. And even in just the last year, a few things have happened where I found myself standing up for myself, speaking out words, posting things online, saying things because they mattered to me. And I have stopped catering as much to how these things make other people feel. Their feelings about my words became less important than me saying those words. That has been the shift. Now, I still care what people think. Just lately, I've been having some interesting conversations with my friends about reputations, adult reputations, when you should care about that, when to bite your tongue, when it matters to speak up or not. And a lot of these types of things, these worries in terms of how other people see you, they aren't going away anytime soon. I want to be liked and respected. I don't want to make people uncomfortable just for the sake of it. It's not like I've thrown all caution to the wind in my life, but it has been very interesting to realize that I don't care if someone disagrees with me. It has been an eye-opener to realize that I don't like everyone. And sometimes I don't want to go to stuff. And sometimes I'm not friends with that person and I don't go to that thing. That's just the difference. A few years ago, I would try to be friends anyway and go to something anyway because I felt like I should or I had to. I just don't do that so much. It's okay to not like people to not make an effort to be their friend, to not go to events you don't want to go to, I feel quite a bit more released of emotional and logistical obligations. I feel free of some of this stuff that I used to get tangled up in. That's a real biggie. That is why it's so high on this list. The freedom 
that 40 is already bringing, it is big. Okay. Number three, with that freedom has also come a pretty significant clock. I hear a clock ticking all the time. On the precious time I have with my kids under my roof, with certain dreams I have for my life, at 40, it does feel like there's a crossroads between going after things or letting dreams die. I'm here. I have to make some decisions. I am so aware of time when I'm around my parents and my in-laws. Time feels more precious than ever before. I know that it is good to feel this way in a certain sense, to try and be mindful and not reckless with our time. The flip side of that is that it's sad and scary and time, thinking about time, that will really trip up my anxiety. So when I feel like I don't have time, I mean, little things, even in my day, like getting things done or bigger picture in my life, like to make memories, time which is supposed to be a beautiful thing to be aware of, it can really spin me out. This has been true on and off throughout my life, but this 40 thing, man, I have to work at making time feel like a gift instead of an enemy. Does anyone else feel this way? Number four, speaking of time, there is a bit of a circle of life thing happening in my spirit in that I do feel like I took a little detour in my 30s But now I'm circling back to that little girl I started out as. I'm really getting back to my core self. And I feel more in touch with who I was as a child, who I am without my circumstances. That has felt amazing. I can be guilty of finding identity in outside things. I tie a lot of my identity to growing up in Oklahoma, living in Los Angeles, you know, my style choices, the books I read, and all of those things have shaped me or they are, you know, representations of who I am or who I want to be. Of course they are. It's fine to care about all of those outside elements, but I can be quick to find identity in those things. And so I've made a concerted effort to tap back into the Lara without those things, like who I am in my core, why I am worthy what my opinions and intuition are on things if I wasn't listening to any outside influences. This has taken a lot of effort for me because it's so much easier to find yourself in shallow things. But going back to who I truly am over and over in meditation, in my journal, in listening to how others react to me, This is wonderful. It can also be painful, but it's mostly wonderful. Like I'm meeting back up with an old friend that I abandoned. There she is. There is the Lara who was there first. When you can get that right, that feeling is irreplaceable. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. 
I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U, Y-O-U. Number five, let's talk about 40-year-old bodies for a second. They are different than 20-year-old bodies. <laughs> no one can explain to you what it feels like in your body to grow older. You just have to go through it yourself. Your body gets older. It changes. There is pain. There is strength. There are just sometimes unexplainable things happening all the time. There are things that you have to really pay attention to. Your hormones, your alcohol intake, random swelling, headaches. I mean, I don't have all these things all the time, by the way. If I did, I would call a doctor while all those things were happening at once. But it does seem like as the body ages, it's a new thing every single day. And that takes up mental space. Gone are the days when you can totally take your body for granted and do and eat whatever. It just sort of works itself out. No. I do not bounce back from anything like I used to. Not a night out, not an injury. Everything in my body takes a little longer and feels quite a bit more noticeable than it used to be. And of course, there is a vanity aspect to this. I look different than I used to. My body shape, my face, like things just look different. And one thing I don't think women talk enough about is the battle that rages on every day in my mind between acceptance of these changes and doing something to fight them. There's long been a movement for complete body and aging acceptance and positivity. And then, of course, we all know those people who fight aging to within an inch of their life with like plastic surgery and workout addiction, fad diets, all of those things. But I think the vast majority of us are somewhere in the middle. Sure, there are things we could tweak to look a little better or even be a little healthier. There's also a part of us who enjoy big delicious meals or we don't want to put needles in our face. And either way, it's kind of a bummer to have to choose, the constantly having to choose something that is going to affect our outward being or not. This wrestling, it's exhausting. I don't want to think about calories or moisturizing creams or whatever all day, but I don't like the results when I don't think about these things at all. So it's just every day a ping pong ball of thinking about sunscreen or brownies or going to Pilates or not or calling the doctor about this weird thing or not. Like just all these things that are health and appearance related, as much as I preach and believe in the mind-body connection, this has really been important to me to learn about, the mind-body connection, what I don't always admit is how much brain space all of that occupies. It's a lot. A lot. All right, number six on (laughs) these oh-so-positive thoughts about turning 40. Number six, amidst all of these things we're talking about, As I grow older, 
I gain so much more grace for others. My black and white thinking has become much more gray than it used to be. And the same is true for the people who are aging around me. And again, what a relief this is. I want to tell a little story about my 20th high school reunion, which was last year. Something I wrote about on Instagram at the time that seemed to resonate with people. I went to my 20th high school reunion in my Oklahoma hometown. It was so markedly different from my 10-year high school reunion, which I also went to. I was so struck in a hundred ways by the difference between our 28-year-old selves and our 38-year-old selves. 10 years out of high school, we came to that reunion like looking hot. We were ready to show off new careers and new babies, new boobs. It was a peacock fest in a totally fun way. I had a great time at the 10-year reunion. But the underlying message was mostly, look how much better I am than when I was in high school. At the 20-year reunion, we were a different group of people. By then, most of us had seen some form of loss. We'd had failure and death and divorce, and those things had been hard, and those things had made us better people. We looked at one another with more grace. We'd all been through something by age 38, and for the ones who dared to show up, because not everyone did this time, not as many came to the second reunion, but those who were there on the whole were less judgmental, quicker to laugh, get nostalgic. Being around these people who had known me my whole childhood, because in a small town, everybody knows everybody, being around these people who had known me the whole beginning of my life, but who I'd only seen twice in 20 years, you cannot walk away from a weekend like that without self-reflection. And now that the whole group, we're all turning 40, it feels like we're better people than we were as teenagers, certainly, but we're better even than we were 10 years ago. I'm curious to see if that trend continues, if when we're knocking on 50s door, if our soft places will still be tender like they are here at the end of our 30s, or if some of us will have hardened. Which brings me to number seven and relationships. Number seven, a lot of this show, a lot of what I write about, all goes back to relationships, their complexities or their absence. At 40, I feel like I've learned a lot about relationships, and I also feel like I still don't know how to do them well sometimes. I have not, by any stretch of the imagination, I have not figured out the magic formula for marriage or friendship or parenthood. But settling into myself in all the ways we've already talked about, growing more confident in who I am, caring less about what others think, this has all spilled into my relationships. In my 30s is where I really started to learn that some friendships come and go, and that's okay. Sometimes people are in your life just for a season. That doesn't mean the friendship wasn't important or that you won't always care about a person, but it's okay to let a relationship fade. On the other hand, some friendships are in it for the long haul, and when you figure out who those people are, put in the work. Call them back. Make plans and stick to them. Check in, send something in the mail. It is so easy to get caught up in the busyness of life, but great friendships are hard to come by, so don't always coast on them. At this point, I've had lonely years. I've had bad friend years where I just could not see outside myself enough to be a good friend to others. 
I've also had years when I've been the one doing most of the heavy lifting in a friendship. But now I can solidly say that outside of my family, my friends are the most important thing to me. And something I want to work on in my 40s is being a better friend. This does not always come naturally to me, but as life's priorities narrow, and they are indeed narrowing as I age, friends are the key to my happiness. There is a direct correlation in my life in the last few years between my direction, my overall direction, and my confidence and my coming back to myself. There's a direct correlation between all of that happening and the type of friends I've surrounded myself with. There's so much truth to that saying that you are a combination of the five people you spend the most time with or that you're closest to, and I can see a clear path in my life as those five slots change and shift. And so I want to pour into that. I want the people close to me to be purposeful, positive choices. Number eight, what would I tell my younger self? If I could whisper in 20-year-old Lara's ear, I would say, hang on, you have no idea the amazing things that are about to happen. That extraordinary life you're dreaming of, It is going to blow every idea you have out of the water. If I could take 30-year-old Lara by the shoulders and stare her down, I would say, open your eyes. Everything you want is in front of you, and everything you're hiding from needs to be seen. It all worked itself out over the last decade, but if 30-year-old Lara had opened her eyes a little sooner, might have saved us some heartbreak. Number nine, what can I do now that will make 50-year-old Lara grateful? I think I'm doing it. And I think I really only started doing it within the last six months. This podcast, some of the other projects I'm working towards, they are a culmination of work I've been making for a long time, but it didn't all really gel for me until this year. I feel like I finally tapped into the right vein, and I'm using my voice here and writing online, sharing my stories, encouraging you to share yours. This feels like what I'm meant to be doing right now, but I cannot say that for every year of my life. I have spent a lot of time wandering around, and I feel like I finally found my lane, at least for right now. And so I hope that when 50-year-old Laura is making her milestone birthday reflections, that she's looking back at where it began, here in the months before I turned 40. Finally, number 10, my little family, my husband Jeff and our two kids, they mean the absolute world to me. Now that is a dumbest statement because of course a person's family means everything, but just like every other major milestone, when you graduate, when you have a baby, some part of you feels like you're the only person who has ever felt it in this exact way. Of course you're not. Novels and songs have been written about these life moments for forever. It is a universal experience to feel these certain things. That's why they're called cliches. But this is also why other people connect to those sharing their experience because it gives us a chance to say, I feel that way too. Or to say, how interesting. I felt this way and you felt that way. So I know my thoughts on turning 40 are not any sort of a bombshell, It was nice for me to take this time to ruminate on this milestone, and I hope that it encourages you to do some reflecting 
on a birthday or anniversary. Maybe just sit and take stock of being halfway through this year. Whatever you want to measure, stop and survey the landscape. I hope that this episode sparks something for you. And as always, I hope that you take it to your journal. But more importantly, this is the kind of topic that I want you to share and make a connection with someone else. This is my birthday wish to you. And happy 40th to me. just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.